Hello, I'm Taylor. I'm Kate. Welcome to the Slightly Unstable Podcast. Thanks for joining us for episode eight. Kate, how you been lately? Well, right now I'm out of bed because I ran up the stairs. You're out of so breath. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm okay. doing good. Right, do, um, do you need to lie down? Uh, we might have to take a 10, yeah. Oh. Um, I've been going to a lot of Hawks games, so... Yeah. Life How are, I great. do not keep up with sports. How are they doing? Um, we're number 10 in the East, so you have to be at least 10 or above to get into the playoffs. Okay, um, so we're riding the line. I think they take the first, or the first six, make it to the playoffs automatically, 7, 8, 9, 10, go into like playoff games to kind of... Like, you have to play into the playoffs. Gotcha, spot. like a wild card. Um, yeah, so we're right at number 10. We have, we're at the end of the season. Um, I think April 6th or so is the last game of regular season. So, um, yeah, but we um, got some killer season tickets for next year. We got, like, more center court. Cool. On the lower level. And, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Got yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people probably haven't known until lately, but Kate's been on. Pretty diehard Hawks fan for a long time. Yeah. I think it was me and Daniel. Probably. That went to my first Hawks game, or it may have just been me and you. But, um, yeah, that, like, 2010 Atlanta Hawks, they were, yeah. too, they were so hot then. Yeah, um, that was the era where, like, we went to at least the first round of the playoffs and then choked every time. Yes. But it because it became old hat in Atlanta for the playoffs, for the Hawks to be in the first round of the playoffs, you could get day of seats. <laughs> yeah. For like 15 bucks. I will say we beat, I know this means nothing to you, but we beat Memphis um, last Friday. The Grizzlies? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, and that was actually stellar, even though we lost the game Sunday and we should have won. So. Yeah, well. That's why I love basketball, though, is because you never know who's going to get hurt, who's out. You know what I mean? I would say that's part of being an Atlanta sports fan, but... Uh, Matt have, Ryan's out. Yeah, no, but we have the world championship braves yeah. you know we do have that atlanta united's good yeah and of course georgia bulldogs won national championship this year yeah we just really need the falcons to get it together and Please. when they announced they were trading matt ryan for a third round pick uh I was happy. all of the boys in my class got the alert at the same time and went <laughs> oh my god at the same time really like, yeah, they were all furious oh yeah well it's because they're young well well no i mean it was you know it doesn't seem like it made a lot of sense. Um, well, Matt, I don't think was the total problem, but oh no! But you know, as we've been saying, we need to let it breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just see how the situation plays out. We'll let it breathe. Oh yeah. And it doesn't matter. I I like the Hawks. So yeah. Well, that's yeah. And Blair knows Trey Young, and she knows Clint Capella. And last night, I almost cried because we were laying in bed, and she said. Mommy, say, let's go Hawks. I was like, let's go Hawks. <laughs> Just randomly. So, yes. Well, that's cool. Well, that's fun. Yeah, yes. How are you? Doing pretty well. Uh, since the last time we did this, uh, we had like conference week at school, which is oh. kind of a lot of hurry up and wait because the day's shorter, so the kids get out earlier, but then we just sort of sit around for several hours while we, you know, work our way through conferences. Right. Um, but that was good, you know. Some good, some good conversations, some difficult conversations. Mm. But you know, just part of being part of the job. And yeah, uh, then this past weekend, we went to uh, South Georgia to hang out with Leah's family, and that was fun. 
Yeah. Um, had a good time. So we celebrated mom's birthday this we previous did. week. Leah's dad's birthday and Le- and our mom's birthday are the same day. They're both on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And so. we went to the good old Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, we avoided uh, anything remotely Irish or pub-like to yes. do a birthday dinner. So, and, But it was like 75 degrees in there. <laughs> so we had to take the pie home. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, cool. Um, well, Kate, what's our topic for today? The bad habits in the sunshine coming I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, habits. Bad habits. I'll refrain from singing. I don't even know the words, but um, <laughs> yeah. Really? You don't? I don't. I'm more of a, I love Ed Sheeran. Uh-huh. This last album wasn't it, okay? Hmm. It wasn't, but I digress. Yeah, so we're talking about habits. We're talking about how we deal with our anxiety. Yeah, um, you know, this kind of came up that like, kind of dawned on me the other day that like, I have tendencies that are kind of a tell to myself when right. like I realize that I'm starting to kind of get into a funk mm-hmm. um, or feeling anxious. Um yeah, and the biggest one that I don't know I've mentioned before to you is my eating habits. Yeah, like I, I've always been kind of like I've always been a chunky kid, and you know, chunky. No, you haven't. I wouldn't call you. I just haven't heard that word since like <laughs> early two thousand. I've been a fat kid. No, my entire life. <laughs> so like my eating is something I've like you know have always struggled with in my weight. Right. Um, I'm feeling better about it now than I have in probably my adult life i lost like 55 pounds last summer mm-hmm. uh so i feel so much better um still have some more i need to lose but um yeah my eating habits specifically like are usually a tell and it hasn't been until like the past few years that i've been able to like kind of parent myself <laughs> into like having slightly better habits because like now when i start to like oh, i want something to eat i have to i make myself go through like a mental checklist it's like mm. am i stressed out am i anxious about something am i just bored mm-hmm. you know i'm i am quite a boredom eater oh yeah me too for sure this is the best thing in this world we go on vacations to eat basically yeah, yeah. this family does pretty much everything <laughs> revolving around eating yes when we go to the beach it's the first thing we talk about when we get on the beach that morning <laughs> is where are we going to dinner tonight? Exactly. And, you know, when we go, we we literally, this is the family that will literally go to the North Georgia Fair, eat, and then leave. Yeah. yeah. And not get on a single ride. <laughs> like, that's it. We want the funnel cakes. We want the, what is it, the foot-long corn dog. That's right. We want the, the pork chop on a stick. Oh, God, yeah. Pork chop on a stick is phenomenal. That's like a very sensual experience for Hunter. <laughs> It is. I it that, is. and I understand that pork chop on a stick is it is it it's <laughs> ridiculous how good it should not be as good as it is. Uh I haven't but, braved it yet. I just stick to a corn dog. Yeah. It's a little safer. <laughs> and then I cuz I get stuck taking blur on all the things, but that's a whole another story for another day. Yeah. Um what do you what kind of foods do you go towards? Well, that's the thing like I'm not really a sweets person. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like a candy cake you know like anything like that i'm i like it i just it's not the i hear people say all the time well you can't have that around me i'll eat all you know a cake like, don't have don't bring that cake home i'll eat the whole thing a cake could go completely stale on my counter like i <laughs> like i'll eat some of it but i'm it's just not my go-to 
I'm more of a savory person. Like I always say, I'd rather have more dinner than I would dessert. Yeah. You know, that like, makes sense. Yeah. It's just kind of how I am. <clears throat> so those are kind of the foods I'm going to. Not always the best for me. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I just, I noticed that I get that kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? The serotonin, dopamine, which the happy, transmitters. Yeah. The <laughs> happy, I get I like that taboo. burst of like, happiness okay yeah uh for a minute there and then that makes you feel a little better but then the food is gone and <laughs> Yay, then i don't feel chickens. so great anymore <laughs> exactly um i don't feel as good anymore yeah and so then i'm seeking something else um and so when <laughs> so i top it off so especially after i eat i have to think to myself okay am i still hungry or am i just like wanting that hit again yeah <laughs> it sounds so bad describing it like this but it's like a drug like yes. you know it's it's makes me feel good and i'm like ooh, yeah and my, and my body is naturally inclined to like it yeah so it's like yeah more of that let's do more of that <laughs> yes yes that's good yeah i um, do that too um as i developed that habit when i was in school if i was stressed out i would go get a pepsi out of the vending machine a yeah. can at the bottle i wanted it in the can and that was what i needed if i was stressed out and that kind of still rings true today if, yeah like i don't really we don't keep soda in the house but um i'll just be like oh damn it i need something mm-hmm. but like you said it's like a hit yeah i'm that is yeah that is exactly how my <laughs> eating habits are and it's it's just something like i think it's one of those things where I'm conscious of it now, so I'm able to kind of block a lot of it. Um, and then there's sometimes where I have to give into it because <laughs> right. I'm like, "This is happening. I don't care. <laughs> Today sucked. I'm, you know, I'm getting the large fries. You're leaning into or, it, yeah, or whatever. So yeah, that's kind of my big one, I would say. Um, and it does, like you said, it, I mean, it makes you feel better, so you're naturally inclined to want to do it more. How long have you been doing that? Uh, when did we meet? Uh, 1994. Yeah, my entire life. Oh. That's that's when I've been doing it. Um, especially the boredom thing. The boredom thing is is very real. Oh yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure our whole family does that. I boredom eat like a champ. Yeah. Uh, so I've had to force myself to do something else. You yeah. Know, get you know do something. Go outside, take a walk, <laughs> do something to get me away <laughs> otherwise i will just start snacking and i won't stop um yeah so that's that's the big one but so you said you've you've done it before have you is there anything else that comes to mind when you think of bad habits um my my easiest go-to is withdrawing um so like in the moment i will just kind of stop talking and not like a i'm giving you the cold shoulder kind of way it's just i gradually like say less and less and less and then it'll be just like dead silence and I don't I'm comfortable there like you know that's my comfy spot and Hunter will just be like why are you so quiet so you're kind of like you're just zoning out or is it like a full-on like dissociation um I think it's a dissociation okay if I'm if I'm using that in the correct um I don't know situation I'll yeah and Hunter luckily gets it, and I'll just be like, yeah, I'm just, like, anxious about this. And he'll just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, like he said a couple pods ago, like, he'll actually kind of help distract me and get me out of it and get me back to present. Um, but it can ha- if it happens to, like, other people that aren't as in tune with what's going on with me, 
they may think that I'm purposefully giving them the cold shoulder or all that stuff. So then that leads to other things. I'm sure I look like a horrible person. And now is someone mad at me? You know, because I think I was, yeah, it just adds to the Yeah. And then if I, yeah, if I keep getting approached when I'm trying to withdraw, it just kind of like tumbles over and everything. And then kind of in the bigger sense, I'll just like not want to go anywhere. I already like being home, but it's super easy for me to just like, no, I'm comfortable here. Like I just, yeah. I just want to hang out with the like certain people I know that I'm comfortable with, and I don't want to go out and do anything. If it's a new situation, I don't want to do it. Um, but if I'm having a good week, I could be like, well, heck yeah, let's go, and all that stuff. Okay. Um, so it really is associated with how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. If I'm, it's definitely if I'm like having a more anxious, like kind of week overall. That's where I'll like withdraw socially. Yeah. Um, and then in the moment, it's kind of if I just have something on my brain, like on the day to day, all that stuff, because normally I don't shut up. I'm imagining that Homer Simpson meme where he like backs into a bush. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm picturing when that you're saying me. all that. That is me. Yeah. I. How's your sleep? Because I struggle. With sleep. My sleep has always been beautiful. Really? Yes. That's good. Humble brag. Yeah, it's always been terrible for me. I think I mentioned this last pod, um, but I've always struggled with like struggle. I've always struggled with my sleeping habits and not being able to go to sleep, waking up middle of the night and bouts of insomnia. But I find it's worse when I'm anxious, not because or when I'm depressed, not because I like am up worrying, but just like I find myself you know watching youtube until two o'clock in the morning Mm. or you know sitting on a game or you know something or on my computer or something like that i'm naturally a night owl anyway and it gets so much worse when i'm feeling weird that's so interesting because usually people that are going through a bit of depression want to like sleep right and and it's it's weird because it's like body tired but brain not tired (laughs) you sounded like yoda or something (laughs) do or do not there is no try um yeah so it's kind of this weird thing where i just i have this propensity to just stay up yeah and and then i feel like total crap the next day right um it happens all the time but like i said i am naturally a night owl so it just i'm already kind of i go to bed sort of late but it's so much worse that's so interesting but like I said, I've never really had the sleeping issues. Like I can go to sleep fine. I'll wake up sometimes in the middle of the night if I have something going on in the back of my brain. But just you staying up, I'm like, I would. Because I know you've said like short of sleeping pills, nothing helps. But when you're anxious, you stay up more. That's mind boggling. Yeah. I just want to nap Yeah. all day. Well, that's the thing is like <clears throat> mentally I'm exhausted, but like I can't turn it off. And my body is very exhausted. Yeah. But and so like I want to sleep, but I just I'll mm-hmm. just lay there. And so then I just end up grabbing my phone. I'm like if I'm gonna be awake, I'm at least gonna be entertained. <laughs> right. You know? Um, so that's kinda yeah. that's kinda how it affects me. But so how do you um go about the next day? Like feel like crap? Yeah, I just feel like crap. Caffeine. <laughs> uh that's how I get through the next day. Basically. <laughs> Yeah. Um, just fight through it. You pretend like everything's fine. 
Um, no. No? No. Actually, I really can't stand, and maybe this isn't what you're talking about, but I, it really bothers me when people pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. When when it's obviously not fine. Yeah. Um, like the toxic positivity yeah. and everything. Yeah, that they all deserve sucker punches in the face. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just drives me nuts. And I swear, no offense to my type A teachers, but y'all, <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with education, but it is the toxic positivity is rampant in mm. education. Like just this culture of like, oh, everything's fine. Or, you know, like, or hey, oh. we're having a problem with this student and there's some misbehavior going on. Oh, well, just, you know. Be their friend, and It'll you, work know, out. you know, it's just like okay, but you know, there's a difference between building a relationship and like consequences, like right. You know, I can try, I can, and I feel like I do a pretty good job of developing relationships with the kids, but like they, they're still kids, they still misbehave, and, and you know, it just becomes like this thing of, um, uh, everyone's excited all the time to be in this <laughs> meeting. No, we're not. Right. You know, so so I, I just respect so much more when someone in authority comes in and goes, look, I know that uh, this said two hours, I'm, my goal is to get y'all out of here in an hour and a half. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, somebody who gets it. Like, they understand that, like, we all have stuff to do, you know, so I just respect, I guess, someone coming in being genuine. Yeah. That's so much I more than I do someone coming in pretending like everyone's having a good time when everyone in the room knows it's not okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything's not okay. Um, that's where all those TJ Maxx mugs come in. The, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Like is she like is fierce, or or just like this kind of takes us back to our uh, bad Bible quotes yeah. episode of just like, oh well, if you prayed about it, don't worry about it. Well, no, like things are still bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I have things to worry about. Yeah, things you know, are just, bad right now. I guess that's where it comes from in me. It's just like yeah, no, like. Well, it's interrelated. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I was looking at the mugs the other day, and it's just all stupid, but especially like the, well, I'm not going to say her name, but the day run. <laughs> 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 it's just so dumb. Hold on. Have you seen the things online where people are making their own versions of those? Like, yes. Because they have a style. Yes. And a they font. have big words. Yeah, and so people are printing their own on mugs, and then- just putting them in home goods oh. on the shelf. <laughs> and I should do that. And they say like funny stuff like, you know. Poop. Yeah. Things like that. That's funny. Uh, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. I, I just can't. I guess there's just not a bone in my body that can fake it that well. Right. <laughs> like I yeah. can I can be, I can get through a situation, <clears throat> but then I need a door to be behind. And <laughs> so I can be like, you know, my private freak out moment. Yeah. But yeah, I can't, I can't do this. Everything is awesome all the time. So how do you, so you feel like you do do that though? Like you're, but it's an internal thing. Like you're convincing yeah, yourself. So I'm not necessarily the toxic positivity. Sometimes I am. And then I'm like, <laughs> just kidding. That really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm much too um, sarcastic to have that toxic positivity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my, probably the second to the withdrawal is the pretending everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, more internally, um, especially if I'm in like a public setting, 
So if I'm not in an opportunity where I feel comfortable to withdraw, I think I start to act like everything is fine. And then I could really be struggling, but I just kind of like, I guess it goes back to that dissociate. Like I don't think about myself. I just start like really engaging in other people's conversations and other people, what they have that going on in their life. Um, Because that's an easier way to break because I guess I wouldn't have any friends if I was just like, you know what? I'm done here. And just did a good old Irish goodbye and split, you know, (laughs) Um, because I definitely hit my social meter quick. Oh yeah. Um, And, Sometimes it's just easier to say everything is fine, especially if it's a mixed crowd. Or if I'm at work, you know, um, I have good distractions. So I'll have like, I'll be completely distracted and then I'll get into that lull where everything's kind of like quiet, you know, not literally, but in my mind. And then it'll bring back up and then I'm just like, hey, I'm Kate. I'll be working with you today. How are you? <laughs> and then like, she's like, how's your daughter? All this stuff. Um, and then we're like, how are you? I'm like, good. And then just like walk away. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I'm obviously not going to unload on a patient. Sure. But, um, yeah, just in general, because I think sometimes it could be a little dark. <laughs> so if somebody's oh, asking yeah. me like, well, how are you really doing? I'm like, really? You want to know? Like I had the nervous poops last hour. <laughs> And I had to plan out when my patient was doing exercise. Yeah, like, you know, I think it's Tom Segura says, like, when you when someone say, how's it going, when you're passing by them, the correct answers are fine or great. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no other option. No one wants to hear about all your problems. Um, so, yeah, I get that. But, yeah, sometimes, um, like, you feel like you just, do you feel like that helps you get through the day? Or, uh, like, so yeah. I get the outward. I understand that. But internally, like, what's your inner monologue? Is um, it like I totally don't believe it, okay. you know. But I'm not doing it consciously. I think oh. that's my. Um, so you catch yourself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm. I will kind of realize like I've slipped into that comfort zone mm-hmm. because like the withdrawal and disassociating. I'm not consciously becoming more quiet and not wanting to talk to you, um, because I'm. I don't hold on to any kind of like anger or anything and if like i get pissed off at hunter like five minutes i'm good Mm. you know um so i'm never like purposefully trying to not talk to you um that's my comfort so just to ask a hypothetical what if you're in a situation where you need to withdraw yeah and you can't like you're there's no escape like you're like you're just traveling with people or or, or something like that where like i there's nowhere for me to go to get to like like I feel responsible or the responsibility to still stay engaged. Obligated. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's where I do that. Everything is fine. You uh, know, okay. that's probably where I'll But leave. I mean like, will it manifest somehow? Like where you get irritable where you get like, cro- yeah. like short? Or, I mean, um, sometimes I can come across like irritable and Hunter will definitely <laughs> notice if I'm just like, like I have certain times like in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm always like, go, 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 go. And Hunter is slow as a snail. <laughs> and I'm just like, Hunter, I need you to do this, and blah, blah, blah. And I'll come across crass. But like, I don't have, I can't just say nothing because he will do nothing. No, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. God love him. But I can't act like everything is fine because we have to leave in like three minutes. Yeah. So it can come across as that like irritability um or like i said that cold shoulder and i'm just being a snot to you when i'm like really not i'm just 
I have something else going on in my head. I'm having a meeting in my brain with myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it's more about finding myself. If I'm in a social setting and I'm like out with some girlfriends, um, yeah, I think I just stay more involved with other people and like want to talk about their, like, what do you have going on? Um, and that kind of leads me to like another habit I have like wanting to just take care of other people when mm. I'm having anxiety. Um, I don't know if it's a reverse psychology and I want to, maybe if I help them, then they'll too want to do that to me, even though I don't want that. Mm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I guess maybe it's, I don't know. Betty will have to tell me that the next time we talk. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but I think it, that's kind of where it comes out in work. If I have something going on, like in my personal life, I will be like, what do you have going on today? Like what specifically is hurting or what specifically at home are you struggling with? And then I can focus all my attention on that. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's like, I have to put myself on the back burner, but I am doing some kind of healing today. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. Yeah. A uh, question. So you were saying something before and you kind of skipped past it. Um, you were saying something about when you don't necessarily like it when people try to take care of you. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I, it's not that I don't like it. It's that it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like, like I just don't like the attention. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm fine with attention. I don't like that kind. And so it's like, <laughs> it, you know, I don't like eyes, all eyes being on me in a strange moment. And so, like, even when it's... Trying to I'm kind of discovering all this as I'm talking about it right now. I'm kind of having a moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm not okay, it is taking me 30 years to figure out how to say I'm not doing well. Yeah. And accept like someone like feeling responding, you know, to, responding to me in and that empathizing. way and empathizing and be like, well, talk to me about it. You know, like I'm, I'm, it, I'm not naturally a person who wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely like the attention thing is definitely a multifaceted issue. And that's something we can talk about on our next episode about what we don't like about other people. <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> Let's flesh this idea. Let's let this idea breathe. A little. <laughs> you want to do an episode where we talk about the things about other people we don't like. Yeah. Oh. We can have dad on the podcast. <laughs> No, that could that could add on to our Patreon. So just, um, no, I, I mean, don't think that'll be a winner as a topic. That don't help our anxiety. Okay. Like that, the attention. Oh. Well, you know? see, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying it's a good thing. I just okay. have had to learn to accept it. Right. Well, to me, it would cause like a complete spiral if somebody wouldn't leave me alone. Oh. Well, well too much attention is obviously not good. Yeah. But like accepting any form of oh yes, yes is yes. what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> I, I i'm normally more of a bottle it up inside and don't talk about it and you know deal with it on my own instead of communicating hey i'm not feeling okay well. like so. people kind of dragging it out of you in a healthy way yes yeah and and making it more of an intention where they don't have to drag it out of me right okay no. all like right when someone says you don't, you don't seem like yourself and be like yeah i don't feel like myself and kind of acknowledging okay. that instead of just no, I'm fine. No, it's good. I'm good. No, I'm fine. And then yeah. internally I'm screaming. But, right. you know. Yeah. Well, I still like my podcast idea. 
Well, okay, we'll let that one breathe, Kate. We'll see how that go- turns we'll out that. for you. We'll do that next time. The Patreon exclusive. I'll let everybody know. I'll send it to all friends and family. <laughs> Here's what I don't like. Airing of the grievances. Well, we're just kind of, that's how we are. I'm very sarcastic. You are too. You're yeah. very dark. Yeah, that's that's actually part of, yeah, that was my next one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dark humor. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I don't know, call it gallows humor almost I mean like I, I I I say this all the time you have to laugh to keep from crying and that's honest to God the truth <laughs> right. in a lot of situations in my life right um where like if I don't make a joke about it then I have to process it outwardly somehow and yeah. it's either gonna be in form of a meltdown or it's gonna be <laughs> making you know horrid jokes about something yeah I would I feel much more comfortable making sarcastic comments and oh, yeah. jokes about myself or something else than crying yeah like, <laughs> or just feeling bad you know like yeah I, i'm just my natural go-to is to make fun yeah of the situation and like we've already said we come from a very witty background uh, like family yeah. Yeah. so i've actually uh i made a i something kind of slipped off my tongue at a patient the other day oh no <laughs> What did you say? No, luckily he's the kindest person, but um, I just made a <laughs> comment about like, oh, we're going to need more than an hour to fix that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, be professional. <laughs> yeah. So um, luckily my patients know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, have you ever done it to the point where you make people feel uneasy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like... Multiple times a week. There are lots of times where I'll make a joke in front of a coworker or something, and then I go, I just hear crickets. I'm like, really? Nothing? Like, <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? You know, or, yeah. You know. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Why are you saying that? Like, Taylor or something, you know, they'll, right. you know, it's not anything rude or, you know, it's just, you know. You know what? When everybody learns that you're like that, though, they just know what to expect. Yeah. My three best girlfriends, um, we all went on a trip in December, and uh, they pointed out that I apparently have, I make horrid faces at people, and <laughs> yeah, I was single-handedly watched Dad do it. <laughs> we went to some, like, um, what was it, like a church sitting thing, because Blair was singing, and- Oh, right, yeah. And Dad was just glaring at the pastor, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, he doesn't know him. And like, he did it again, a random stranger in a restaurant. And I was like, dad, I'm calling you out, dad. I'm sorry, I love you. Um, and I was like, dad, what's that face for? And he's like, she's weird. I was like, you don't know her. <laughs> but I get it straight from them. Yeah, um, I just. You I, have very like emotive faces that you make when you're hearing things for the first time. Like you go. Yeah. You can't describe it. I, just like a disgusted look or like a shocked freaked out look like when it pissed you off before last episode (laughs) kate i don't know how to explain the situation but kate sent me literally minutes before we turned on the podcast kate sent me down a spiral where i was telling her about a situation that i wasn't even really feeling that anxious about i was just explaining to her and she was like oh my god do you think that this is gonna happen or do you think do you think what if this happened well did you do this to make sure this doesn't happen you didn't wow taylor ross and i was spiraling it was in seconds And it's all because of her. I wish we had that recorded because I did not. Granted, I had my jaw dropped because I thought I was learning yes, new information. The whole time you were like, 
uh, like, oh my God, but I can't believe I you did that. Say, or, you know. I didn't say all that you said. You didn't need to say it. It was <laughs> okay. the look on your face. And you did say some stuff. Okay. I think you're adding to that. Okay. You're, you're, I it's can okay. spiral on my own. Well, I don't feel bad, broski, because you sent me into a spiral last week after we recorded, and then the next day you were sick. And oh, my I, gosh. I remember where I was at the parking lot at work. Oh, my <laughs> When gosh. you told me, I was like, ew, I'm the biggest germaphobe. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But I caught myself, and I told Betty that I ended that spiral. Oh, my gosh. You talked to Betty about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Betty, do not book him for a solid two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I actually, I fully did. I was actually very proud of myself because mom called me at the end of the day. I was like, are you okay? Didn't like freak out. And I was like, I actually did really good. I was about to, I was starting to, but then I caught myself and I was like, no, 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 no. I've learned a lot from that book. (laughs) 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 I'm just going to. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Um. What book? Are you talking about the book you mentioned last time? Yes, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah? You liking it? Yeah, it's called, um, for those who are just now listening or just now care, it's called Rewire Your Anxious Brain by Catherine Pittman and Elizabeth Carl. Um, it talks about, it's so scientific. I love it. I'm nerding you out. You do love the research-based approach. For I sure. love it. I told Betty that, like, day one. Um, and it's actually, talk. it's extending on the science stuff that Betty and I have talked about. Um or the difference between like your your cortex anxiety and then your amygdala anxiety. And I'm sorry if this goes over people's heads, but there is an example in the... Um, what about the medulla oblongata? That's saved for like Waterboy. Oh, okay. A <laughs> <laughs> um, family favorite. <laughs> um, there was an example though that I thought was really good that I wanted to share, but that's it's completely from that book, so I don't get sued. Because as we've discovered before, that's also one of my triggers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kyrak man. Um, so he, okay, so it was like, say there's like Fran and she has to do a speech in front of like a class. And Fran is nervous because she doesn't want to go up there and give this speech. So where your amygdala is kind of like an emotional anxiety it's like something doesn't have to directly happen. Okay. It's just, you just experience it, if this makes any kind of sense. So it was saying like, that's kind of ingrained from like prehistoric times. So like if you have all eyes on you, it could be like you're the odd man out and they're going to kick you out of like the little group and leave you in the cave mm. kind of deal. Okay. Um, or you have eyes on you like animals watching you and you're being threatened. Um, and so that's kind of where your brain is coming from that part, like the amygdala is kind of like an inherited thing, but then your cortex is the part where it's going to, it, that's sensory based anxiety. So it's going to process things and kind of put a label on it. And so your cortex is where they're telling her it's taking everything and saying, Oh, you're probably anxious because you're going to like, you could get humiliated. Oh. Or, oh, you're probably just embarrassed or you're probably nervous because the teacher could give you a bad grade. And so then it's trying to identify why the other part of your brain is anxious. Does that make mm, sense? Okay. Um, and it was just very interesting. So, so there's like a response side of it and then there's like a, like a, 
a thought process side of it yeah like a justification yeah completely um and then when we start to do our like big spirals it's because the amygdala has completely taken over so the cortex doesn't have time to think it through mm. and say like oh that's actually not a threat right it's your amygdala okay i've said that so much amygdala <laughs> amygdala okay well that's interesting um yeah, I don't know. We have gone on a giant tangent from dark humor <laughs> to me nerding out. That's all good. But well, so what? So going back to the dark humor part, though. Yes. Do you? You said you feel like you do the same thing. Have you? You asked me if it's got me in some sticky situations. What about you? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, How have you always felt like you've done that, or is that something you've gotten more so um, inclined to doing? I do it more freely now that I'm out of church world because I could just let her up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And I could just say what I want. But um, that's funny because I'm realizing I get uncomfortable around people. I've talked with this or talked about this with Betty. I get uncomfortable around people that, where I can't be fully sarcastic because mm. they're going to get offended. And I don't know if that's a me problem or it's not anybody's problem, I guess. Um, but I get uncomfortable and I don't know how to handle my anxiety. Mm. Um, and that was actually with a very specific situation. And I was like, I can't make my normal like sarcastic jokes because I don't know how it's going to be taken. And I don't. And then it goes into the, I don't want him to be mad at me. And then, oh, did I offend you? And like, oh, right. I'm sorry. Even though she was like, you're just being you. Like, you don't have to go through all that, but. Right. Um, that's interesting. That's more of a thing yeah. that I do than I realized. Well, you've mentioned before that, I think maybe on the last podcast and maybe one before, you've mentioned that you've been kind of exploring your, like, OCD tendencies. Do you feel like that yes. comes into play here with? Yes. Would you consider that a bad <clears throat> habit you do? Oh, it's almost unfair to call that a habit. It's, it's. Yeah, it's a um, coping mechanism. A tendency. Yeah, it's a it's a legit coping mechanism, and uh, I mean to the point where Betty made me tell my psychiatrist about it. Really? Yeah, she was she was like, you might just want to mention that just to keep an eye on it in case you need to alter some medications. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that OCD loop. Um, I don't know if I've. It's like the reassurance. It's the constant need for reassurance mm. from hunter i do it with mom dad um i did it with you the other, like when you sent me into that spiral <laughs> um and i was like did you wash you your did. hands i got a flurry of text did you, messages did you kiss blair did you touch her are you sure are you sure yeah like blah, blah, blah. um and so but i stopped i only asked you like a couple of questions which is actually probably a record um i just that's a horrible I, well i could say to myself it's not a horrible coping mechanism it's a unhealthy coping mechanism okay um and i do that with everything mm. um but it's good because i'm starting to like more ex or explore that more with betty um to the point where she was like all right i'm gonna like we're not gonna cut it cold turkey but allow yourself you get to ask hunter one time yeah i remember you mentioned yeah that. and i was like Ooh, I don't know about that. That makes me uncomfy. Um, <laughs> but, and I don't know, I'm not going, I know I'm not going to get anywhere without assurance because I'm just going to ask the same thing. And it's just kind of um, filling the need 
and means to an end and then I'll calm down for about five minutes and then I'll ask again. Okay. Um, and that's being gracious. Usually it's 30 seconds later. Um, so yeah, it's actually, um, I don't have that kind of OCD where like I would have to like drive the block a couple t- or several times to make sure it didn't cause a wreck. Right. Um, so that's why I was like, I'm not, I don't have OCD. People use that term very loosely and it's not just because you like your towels a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, but then once I started telling her what I did, she was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> She okay. gave me that face. Like, yeah. This is new information. I'm like, oh, this yeah. would have been helpful. So um, that's, that's like at my deepest level of anxiety, I think, though, is I've developed this coping mechanism. Um, and then I've also discovered another coping mechanism um, in therapy I'm saying coping mechanism, like they're kind of going hand in hand in habits. Sure. Because it's helping me through this anxiety process. Yeah. Um, and it's not healthy. Um, uh, something happened in like high school and to get people kind of off my back and to kind of stop talking about me and to stop making me feel like crap and all this other stuff. I was going through like depression and anxiety and all this stuff. Um, at 16, I just started agreeing with people to get them to shut up and like get them <laughs> off my back. Um, and I didn't think that I didn't have any inkling that that was like a recurrent theme until Betty pointed it out. And she was like, you know, this situation, it, like you're still doing that today with this situation. Mm. And I was like, yeah, oh, I am. So describe like, like what's an example? Like, is there something you can kind of point to to be like, like or give me a hypothetical yeah um when people are just so insistent and they just kind of back me into a corner um and they aren't reading any kind of like verbal cues like body language or anything i'm not i don't have i'm I'm not where I'm not to a point where I can just say no to somebody. That's yeah. something I'm still working on. Um, but when people are just like insistent and I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, like I'll, I'll consider that. And they're just like, no, we'll do it. Or like, no, let's do it. Like, oh no, you're going to do it. I'll do it. Um, I'll just get so backed up into a corner where I'm just like, okay, fine. That sounds good. And yeah. it's not what I want. And Hunter will call me out on it and be like, well, why do you agree? I'm just like, I don't know, but it's because of that situation, um, I guess that far back where I responded that way, it worked. So now I keep doing it. Yeah. I think that now that you're saying it that way, I think I definitely have done that. I've been prone to doing that too. I've gotten better as I've gotten older. Yeah. Um, uh, I had mentors in my life who taught me how to say no. Yeah. Um, And it's not always just saying no, it's, having like a full adult conversation and coming to like an agreement or a compromise or a new plan. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like, we can do that, but let's do it this way. I feel more comfortable doing it this way. Right. That's where I'm just like, eh, fine, whatever. Yeah. Do you feel, cause I've always felt like I had a bit of a tendency to be a people pleaser throughout my life. Do you, do you feel that way? And then if so, do you think it's because of this or do you think it's because like, because for me, I feel like it's not that situation, yes, but also just the anxiety of telling someone no, like, or just, mm-hmm. or disappointing someone or, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that it's both. 
Yeah. Um, it's the anxiety. Um, that's how I get people to stop because if people are insistent, like we could talk that in my next episode about things we don't like yeah. <laughs> that people do um, for anxiety. Um, it just, that is like a chest tightening, like starting to get my heart race, uh, or my heart racing, um, kind of stuff like tension headache because I don't know how to respond. Right. Um, and I don't know if something's safe. I don't know if my response is safe. Um, I've kind of talked about that before. Um, and then I'm very much a people pleaser and I just, I, yeah, like yeah. I couldn't work on Monday. Like somebody needed to stay home with the kid and Hunter had something going on. So I couldn't. And I texted my coworker. I was like, I'm so sorry. Or like that day I was like, yeah. did they come in? I'm so sorry. I couldn't work. And she was like, it's fine. Like yeah. all this stuff. But I just, that's not necessarily anxiety. Well, it might be. It's all of it. Yeah. Cause <laughs> when I think about my people pleasing like tendencies, some of it, some of it really is just cause like, I don't want someone to be disappointed or I don't want someone to be mad at me mm -hmm. or, you know, there's a, I have a lot of that going on yeah. for sure. And it's never like an internal, like, Oh, I don't want to not look helpful. I don't want to look like I'm not a team player or mm -hmm. some, or like, I don't want to lose recognition of being a team player. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. always the other person. I'm trying to take care of that other person. Right. So when you were mentioning that and the saying, yes, things it totally took me back to working for the church yeah that like a whole thing just opened up in my brain like a category of things <laughs> um when i was a senior in high school i was doing i was leaving early school early for work release working at the church every afternoon i ended up on sundays alone not to mention the other stuff i was doing throughout the week i would be at church for practice and then then the nine o'clock service i this was when i was senior we had this thing called kitchak live it was a like a children's production yeah. in the the children's area downstairs i was acting every week as a character on that then coming upstairs doing the 11 o'clock service um. and then uh a lot of times i didn't even have time to grab lunch because at one o'clock or at twelve thirty was practice for the following Wednesday night service. Because mm. that was the only time everybody could get together. Yeah. And then I was like only two hours away from another meeting I needed to be at that night. So I would just stay once all that was done. Because mm. we'd get done at like 3.30 and then at like 6 I had another meeting. So I was like, okay. So I just ran out, grabbed food, scarf it down. Then we had this college mm. ministry at the time. I was doing a leadership group meeting for that. <laughs> and there are many nights we were there till like 10 o'clock right. or later. And I just, at first I was like, Oh yeah, I'm all, I'm so involved in all this stuff. And like, no one just like grabbed me and was like, what are you doing? Right. Well, why are you still here? Yeah. And I, I almost burned out immediately. Yeah. Because of that. And it was because I just couldn't say no to something mm -hmm. or, or even harder saying no after I've already said yes. Ooh. That's the worst. <laughs> Talk about anxiety. The trigger warning needed. Oh my Ooh. god. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously. Um yeah. I learned that just saying yes to get people off my back trick in a situation related to church and oh church people. Mm -hmm. Um and 
that's kind of where I stayed, I discovered, until we stopped going. Um, there were some things I don't think I was ever fully, fully bought in, like in my own doing, you know, like in my own yeah. conscious, like that I fully I want, want to, to be, do it. Yeah. Um, that maybe like Romania. I fully wanted to do Romania. Right. Um, other than that, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to cause like a scuffle because yeah. the last, what I had gone through, I did not want to happen again because it was like the worst ever. And I figured if I just keep doing this, then that'll get, keep me afloat. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I did different teams that like I had no interest in, you know what I mean? Um, just to go up there and yeah, I th it was, it was protecting my safety, I think. Yeah. Um, because if I said no, then this, then people could start talking about me uh -oh. and then people could start making judgments right. and then people could start doing this. And, um, and then coming after you, I think it was like, I don't think I ever had high expectations, <laughs> but it was like, well, Taylor did it, so I don't know if people expect me to do this. I was about to ask, do you feel like because you were my sister, they expected you to um, do and like participate more? I don't think it was in a, like, you have to perform to this level. I think it was like an automatic, like, Oh, well, Taylor is involved and you'll be involved. Yeah. You know so I mean? an assumption more than a. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I never fully said like, no, I'm not actually like, that's not my kind of thing or I don't feel comfortable doing that. I just went ahead and did it anyway um, because I was scared of the, you know. The repercussions of what might be yeah. thought of you or said about you if you didn't. Yeah. Because already going through that situation, it freaking sucked. Um, yeah. But I remember, like, even with, um, you're talking about, this is kind of a tangent, but I remember you were playing at our Wednesday night, like, youth group thing. Uh -huh. This was, like, you were in high school. Okay. So, that kind of, like, we had just started going. And I was, and then early college for you, I was, like, a freshman in high school and stuff. And, like, I just didn't want to go. Like, I didn't have friends. Um, I couldn't. I was so uncomfortable being there by myself. I didn't really pay attention. Um, the small groups situation never were fully like ideal situation. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't fully feel comfortable there. Um, and I remember like literally making up reasons why I like couldn't go. I was just yeah. like, oh, I have homework. And like, oh, I have this. And I always felt like mom and dad expected kind of the same thing i didn't have to perform the same thing but it was like well taylor loves it you like why don't you love it you know but yeah. i had nobody there my age that were girls mm. you know and i realized that i started coming consistently when i had to do the okay whatever fine yeah that was when i started you know and um okay wow yeah that's kind of bogus. Kind of pulling out some stuff here today. <laughs> right. Well, I've already talked to Betty about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody listening to this. Like, yeah. Ugh. So I'm going to ask a question. I want you to be honest with me. Bring it. Do you feel like I put expectations on you to do and, and participate? No. Really? Yeah. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Okay. Because um, it wouldn't have surprised me if the answer was yes. No. I just, I, you know. Yeah. I think it was more 
maybe church staff. Okay. But not necessarily. It was kind of a mingle of people. It would be people who were very involved, but not like on staff. Yeah. And I think, I think what happens in those situations is like they loved you. Like, oh, who wouldn't? Yeah. Of course, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, they wanted you to participate. And then when you add in the fact that, like, oh, and you're a, the sister of a staff member, like, yeah, yeah we, we want you, like, please, you know, we want you to come. So I think maybe those things start from a good place. But there has to be some kind of, like, skill. I'm going to call it a skill. Yeah. Of saying no. And I don't think I had that. And I don't think you had that. Yeah. Because I, I don't think, I think it's unfair to expect us to have had that skill in the first place we were teenagers that's yeah that's exactly what betty said she was like so you go through this and people are saying these things and treating are saying these things about you making these assumptions all this stuff and they were expecting a 16 year old girl to react at this like way higher level very mature yeah way. and she was like like why would they do that? Like, of course you didn't know what to do. Of course you were like depressed. Yeah. Of course you were just trying to get them off your back, you know, because at that point you were in survival mode and you were just like, I literally didn't do anything. Um, and then, yeah. And then I was always friends with Hunter and he was kind yeah. of involved. Um, and he was like my safe place. I knew if I, if I was forcing myself to go to fusion, I w- I remained uncomfortable. <laughs> you know um it's not like i grew friends um hunter had his friends you know but i knew if hunter was there i at least had somebody to stand with yeah you know and i could steal his gatorade and steal his snacks i always drink and ate after him i remember that <laughs> um when we were in high school because and then i remember when like the band would get called i'd be like crap i don't have anybody to sit with uh, and like even as a, in high school i would be sitting with adults yeah you know what i mean um yeah, we've gone on. To yeah, we kind of unpacked a lot there at the end. <laughs> Maybe we should do another episode yeah. about. I yeah, know. I had a similar situation with Betty where I was like kind of looking back and thinking. Um, there were situations in my life where I feel like I've allowed kind of in a similar way where I've allowed myself to say yes to things that I that in certain times I didn't feel wholly comfortable with but then like convince myself we're fine. Oh yeah. Um, um, yeah. And one of those things honestly was being as involved in the church as I was, um, and spending so much time doing it specifically. And, uh, Betty kind of called me out on that as well. She was Mm -hmm. like, I was like, why did I do that? You know? And she was like, because you were 17 at the time, you had just lost two friends to an accident. You had found a place that really wanted you to be there and accepted you and liked you. And you were looking for that acceptance and they allowed you to play music every week. Yeah. And then they paid you for it. Of course, that <laughs> sounded awesome. Right. Like, d- give yourself some credit, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I actually really appreciate when she does that because it, it definitely helps put <laughs> things in perspective a little bit and keeps me from being a little too hard on myself sometimes. Oh, yeah, for but, sure. And I don't think it was anybody's ill intent. Right. Going ahead no, and saying that. No, 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 no. I don't think any of it was ever ill intent. If anything, I'm not saying it was my bad. It was. It's a culture thing. It's like a yeah. church culture issue that yeah. like, it's the same way with volunteers, the way we burn out volunteers. Mm-hmm. It's like we do that, not only burning out volunteers in this scenario, but we're also burning out teenage volunteers <laughs> right. before they're even like adults who can, you know, 
really fully participate. Right. It's, you know, we're already burning them out. Um, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just something that the church needs to learn among other things. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put a pin in that. Yeah. There needs to be a limit to how much we allow our teens to be in leadership roles. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. I was doing like all of the things. Like all the things, things will get made up, and then be like, "Kate, you start." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was always uncomfortable. That's what that's what happens when you're competent and the <laughs> sibling of a staff member. Yeah, yeah. Um, but circling back, I never got that from you. I never got that from mom and dad. Yeah. The most it was like, well, "You aren't going to fusion," and I mean, I never told him like, "Well, I don't have any friends." And yeah. I'm uncomfortable. I'm not fully bought in. It was just like I have homework. I'm just so tired. Right. It's an easy. It's an easier excuse than having a full-on conversation about it. Right. And I remember Makes having sense. that conversation with Dad. Actually, yeah. I remember where we were. We were like on 41 at the Wendy's <laughs> like intersection, and I was just like, I think you and Mom think I have the same amount of like fun time that Taylor does. I was like, and I don't. And he was just like, well, you just had to say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, okay, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Our, our parents have never pressured us into doing something we didn't really want to do. Yeah. Um, ever. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so that makes total sense. But again, it's hard. It's hard for a teenager to know how to have that skill set to say, to acknowledge that and just say it. Yeah. You know, that's sometimes good. it's difficult. Yeah. That's yeah. completely overreaching where they're at developmentally. Or we were at developmentally. Sure, sure. So. All right, Kate. Well, anything else? Well, after all that, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to have a debrief after all this to talk about everything we just unpacked. We're just going to let it breathe. Yeah, let it breathe. <laughs> let it breathe. Uh, yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Well, all right. Well, uh, once again, thanks for joining us uh, for episode eight. Um, Kate, where can they find us? At Slightly Unstable Pod on Instagram. That's right. And the same handle uh, at gmail.com if you want to reach out. Yes. Let us know how you're liking the podcast. Let us know if you, things you liked, things you didn't like, tips for moving forward, uh, episode ideas, anything you got, send it to us and we'd be happy to take a look. Or even if it's a, hey, I do that too. Yeah. We'd just love to hear from you guys. Just, yeah. you know, whatever. Taylor uh, and I were looking at um, how many downloads. <laughs> We've been getting every month, and I'm actually kind of surprised and worried that that many people are listening <laughs> to us. <laughs> this is kind of a cheaper than therapy for us yes, at the beginning. Yes. I never tell anybody about this <laughs> podcast. Oh. Like, and thanks so much to those of you who do listen, and thanks so much for those of you who have shared us with friends and other people. Um, that helps us grow, and, and that's it's just, again, blows our minds that people are actually getting anything out of this. Right. Even if that is just a laugh, uh, we love that. Yeah, so. or if it's content for your next um, comedy Yeah, show. yeah. These totally. two dweebs. Yeah. So uh, so like I said, please reach out. Let us know uh, uh, whatever you've got on your mind. We'd love to hear it. So. Bye. Bye. Thanks again. <laughs>